The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hi, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by is author Ann Crawford. Welcome, Ann. Thank you. It's so such a pleasure to be here. I wanted to invite you on the show because I had heard a few things about you. You do you do a lot of things. You're a speaker, filmmaker, award-winning author, and I love how you have a sense of humor, which is very, <laughs> very important. Uh, let's back up, and if you could just give me an idea of how you got involved in writing and when where that first started. Oh, my goodness. Well, that started when I was about three and could first hold a pencil. (laughs) (laughs) My mother would read to me, and she was actually very sick as I was growing up. But And so those reading times were very special and magical to me. And that's when my love of books started. And I always knew in there that I would be a writer. That's wonderful. I would imagine that gave you some strength and a focus at a young age. Yes, yes. She died when I was a teenager. I'm sorry. And Well, thank you. Thank you. And, I mean, it's one of those things that really defines who a person is. And it did give me a lot of – it gave me something to push off of. So it did give me a lot of strength. And she wanted to be a writer. Oh. And – a lot of people say, oh, you just want to be a writer to fulfill her dreams. No, I can't not write. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I love it. Um, tell me, you, you, you write fiction primarily, is that correct? Yes, I have one nonfiction and the rest are fiction. What, what uh, kind of led you in that direction as opposed to writing more nonfiction? Well, you know, a lot of authors say that their characters show up, and mine do. I mean, they knock on the shower door. Yes, I get it. (laughs) They won't leave me alone until I've written their story. The most notable one was Catriona in Spellweaver. That was a very hard book to write, and I did not want to write it. But she wouldn't leave me alone. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll write your story. And it is a beautiful story. I love that. You know, I'm I'm smiling because I read this book by um, Elizabeth Gilbert about creativity. I forget what it's called, but it's basically like this idea comes to you and it's looking for somebody to bring it to life. And if you don't do anything with it, it'll go away and go to somebody else. Right, right. I once heard the wildest thing. A writer said that the ideas came to her in something like a cloud. And one day she was out in her garden or something like that. And the cloud passed over her and she ran into the house to write it down. And she wrote it down backwards because the cloud had passed. I mean, it's just crazy how these things come to us. You know, I, I'm, I've actually haven't spoken to that many people who, who are explaining it as well as you do or even articulate it, because some people say, oh, that's kind of woo-woo, you know? <laughs> but it's it's true, though. I mean, I've been in the library, and I get an idea for a short screenplay, and I have to go and write down all the different scenes or the arcs or whatever, 
because I, I am so gripped by the story and the characters. Do you, how do you get some of your ideas? Do you tend to sit in one place or did they just come to you? It sounds like they come to you all over. They come to me all over, especially when I'm driving or doing the dishes or something mundane like that. That's when the ideas really come. And I sit down at pretty much the same time every day. And it's, it's almost Pavlovian that when I sit down, then the ideas really just flow into sentence form. Um, I, I remember hearing Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King was interviewed and asked, where do your ideas come from? And he said, well, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> Which is really rude, but it also said that he didn't know where his ideas come from. And yeah. I don't either. They just come like in a download. And I'm I the agree. lucky scribe. <laughs> it's amazing. So uh, where does your sense of humor come from? Oh, my whole family is pretty funny. Well, my dad wasn't. But my mom had a great sense of humor, and my brother and sisters have a really great sense of humor. And I do stand-up and improv as a hobby. I saw uh, that. Yeah, so. Uh, that's really putting yourself out there. I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's way out there. But it's fun. I love, it's such a gift to be able to make people laugh. And especially in these days, oh my goodness. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. How long have you been doing improv? Um, about four years and stand up just for about a year. And of course that's all shut down now. So I know. for a while. Yeah. It's, it's online though. People are watching improv online. I saw second cities online, the groundlings. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. great. That's so you great. Could, you could collaborate. I, I don't, what style do you like? Do you like more of the characters or the, um, what is it? The style of um, Upright Citizen, Citizens Brigade. We usually, my team usually does the Herald. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that form, which for people who don't know, it's you start out with a group format, a group organic thing, wherein you get the suggestion, and then you have three three acts in the first set, then a group game, then three acts, then a group game. And then at the end of it, you take everything that was done before and pile it into just this whole pile of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of describing it. <laughs> Which is kind of what life is like right now. <laughs> it sure is. Pile of crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're all living the Herald. <laughs> I know. So, uh, what advice would you give to people that are feeling the crazy right now in the time of COVID? Oh my goodness. Well, I think the first thing is to be with those you love and do what you love. Those are the first two things. And if you can't be with the people physically, then by zoom or FaceTime or something, mm -hmm. social media and whatever calls to your heart just now is the time to do that the world needs people coming from their heart and giving that gift that they were given to give yes whether it's baking writing whatever it is because we need your gift now i think people need to find the moments of levity in the quarantine i mean some people are, have a house full of personalities, so you can definitely find the humor in that. But right. I feel like 
this is a time where we're peeling away our layers and really getting to our core and sitting in who we are. Absolutely. Right. And there's some serious learning moments about ourselves and the other people and our, our strengths and our weaknesses. Yes. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Very true. So how do you suggest people maintain their optimism right now? Um, Maybe they do have a sense of humor or they want to develop it. Right. Well, um, I mean, going into fiction is always good. I heard mm-hmm. ebook sales are up just exponentially since the quarantine started. And people are looking for funny, feel good, and discounted books. <laughs> I bet. <So laughs> Definitely the discounted part. Yes. Right, right. And just watching funny movies. I mean, Mm-hmm. Anything we can do, exercising. My husband and I always went to the gym before this, but we're doing an exercise video that's really getting us buff. He was really, buff. yeah. What is it? May I ask? It's by Danette May, D A N E T T E May, like the month. Mm-hmm. She has a wonderful program, and it's really hard. But you can start out modified as you work your way up to it. But it, oh my goodness, is it effective. That's great. You know, it's so important to stay physically and mentally active right now because it's right. so easy to feel down. So that's, that's great that you're doing that. And getting outside, that's so important. Um, Definitely. Even just to a park or, you know, something quick, even if that's all we can do. Do you have um, some books you've written that you think, you know, I think I want to make this into a part two or, you know, or, or I could see it as a film? Yeah. Well, they could all be films. <laughs> I have a friend who reads them and everyone, she says, this could be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <it> could. <laughs> um, I am writing the sequel to Fresh Off the Starship right now. That's an award-winning book. Um, it, it's just a crazy story about a star being who was supposed to go to Washington where she could help humanity on a big geopolitical scale. But she, that woman, the woman she was supposed to take over ended up living and staying in her body. Mm-hmm. So she got diverted to Kansas. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> forgot everything. So could you imagine waking up in a human body like, Oh my goodness, this is, how do I work this? Well, what is this thing? Yes. <laughs> right. right. Um, so that, I'm working on the sequel to that, and I could definitely do a sequel to Life in the Hollywood Lane. I'm incubating that one. That's great. Um, any suggestions to people who think, well, I'm not creative, and I haven't been creative since I was little, and what are your thoughts on that? Oh, my goodness. Julia Cameron has a great book called The Artist's Way yes. for people who, doesn't, who don't think that they're creative, and just taking yourself on an art date, well, we can't exactly do that now, but we could with the book online. They have those museum tours online now. That's right. Um, I saw and that. Right yeah, and writing down morning pages. Um, we're all creative, no matter, and it just takes so many different forms: painting, woodworking, we all, being a um, great mom. It's we're all so creative in so many ways that a lot of people don't even count as creative, but it is. Yes, 
Before we wrap, because my show is called Get the Funk Out, what have you done to take care of yourself when life gets a little rocky? Oh, um, well, everything I've said, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm on social media a lot, following my friends. And I stay away from the politics on social media. You can fade those kinds of posts out if you yes. want. I don't want I mean, I read enough news. I don't want to go to Facebook for my politics. I know. Yeah. Um, just keeping with people. And when I do get into a funk, which isn't too often, I, the first thing is to know that it'll pass, mm-hmm. that it's temporary. Um, and it could be, you know, we're in such a crazy time right now. It could be we're in a collective funk. I mean, it's just. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exercise, getting outside talking to your people. Well, you're getting away from your people, getting away from your people. I agree. I agree. Yes. If you're quarantined (laughs) with some people and it's time to get away. (laughs) I know it's funny. Uh, I was talking to some people and they, they said, well, at first it was game night and it was fun. And now I just need my space. Right. You know, and I get it. I get it. Yeah. Me too. The other time, you know, well, it sounds like you're doing amazing things between, you know, the improv, writing. It's fantastic. Where can people find out more about you? My website is annecrawford.net. There's no E on Anne, okay. and Crawford is like Cindy Crawford. Um, and so my books and movies are there, and my blog. Um, that's the main way. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for calling in. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Well, same here. It's been a pleasure and a a joy talking with you. I feel like I have to get back into improv now. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) I don't know about the stand-up. That's like a whole other level of bravery. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I did it. (laughs) You did? Because you do things that scare you. Yes. Yeah. And I needed to learn to be comfortable being out in front of people. So that's exactly why I did it. That's funny. I've done things like that before. Like I got involved in voiceover because I was, I was intrigued, but I also had a tough time doing public speaking. And the second I had this fantastic teacher who had me skipping around the room, reading a commercial, swearing every other word, I knew I was going to come out of my shell. <laughs> That's great. And it's been great ch- chatting with you. It has been wonderful. Thank you so much. 